Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by the Small Biz Thoughts Technology Community, with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl, and I'm joined today by our brand new host, uh, Amy Babinchak. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be hosting this with you. So starting immediately, Amy and James Kernan are going to uh, take turns hosting this uh, podcast as well as me and take slightly different perspective on things. Uh, Amy and I enjoy the fact that we do almost everything exactly opposite of one another and somehow manage <laughs> uh, to both have successful businesses. So, um, and you've got some news, get some white papers you want to tell us about. So let's start with that. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think the important thing to note is that we're not co-hosting this together with three people. We're actually individually hosting our podcast and I think that's going to be fun because each time you tune in you'll get different content from different perspectives from different people but all kind of around the whole you know idea of working in the SMB community and, and furthering our businesses so I think it's going to be pretty awesome. So I think so too. <laughs> yeah. So why I haven't been using the term co-host I've been using the term host. Right. Right, right. So the papers, um, I, I recently published two papers. The, there's two, one, one is really dives deep into LinkedIn and how you can use it to build your local following. And then the other paper is about hosting events. And once you've got this really awesome link, local LinkedIn following, you can get people to turn out for your events and use that to grow your business. Like I was able to grow Harvard Computer Services, which was already nearly 18 years old at the time, and double it within about 18 months. So uh, you can take an existing business and grow it very rapidly, which I think people think is maybe a hard thing to do. But this way is, um, I did it was actually pretty easy to, to, to just wake up one day and say, I need my business to be bigger and then make it happen. Right. Well, and you and I have talked offline about how you have a slightly different approach from not just me, but eh, pretty much everybody in the industry. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, your success is uh, something that you can point to and say, look, there's more than one way to do all of these things. And, you know, you're, you're not doubling your business from eight clients to 16, right? You're, you, you already had a really good size business with several employees and right. then you doubled it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I already had six employees and, you know, we went to eight employees and, um, you know, when we doubled the size of the business. So there are efficiencies to be gained is one thing that that says. Um, and I, there are many ways to be successful in, in life and in business and, um, you know, the reason that you and I are, are friends is because we recognize that that's, to be, that's true. I can disagree with everything you say and still be really, really successful. And, you know, we're, we're, both, we're both after the same goal. We just take different paths to get there. 
And one of the things that we actually, I think, agree on more than anything else is today's topic, which is actually on training employees. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the weaknesses I think a lot of people have in this industry is that they figure out how to do something and then they want to go make money doing that forever. Unfortunately, that that they're making money on might disappear underneath them if what they're focusing is on the technology and not on the bigger picture of service delivery and managing client technology and so forth. Well, if there's one thing we know for sure, technology changes rapidly. <laughs> right. that, to me, that's one of the exciting things about being in this field is that we always get to be learning something new, doing new things all the time. And that's what's kept me interested over the years. I'm the kind of person who gets bored really easily if I have to just keep doing the same thing all the time. Um, so technology changes, we have to keep up with it and I have to keep all my staff up with it so that when we go out to the clients, we aren't still doing the same thing that we were doing 10 years ago, that we're always, we're out there doing the new thing that's gonna bring the most value to their business. And what's interesting is that statement about it's always changing, we always have to keep up and so forth, it sounds almost like a platitude, but the reality is there's a lot of people that are still dealing with Windows 7. There's a lot of people who are still hearkening back. They're still trying to keep that last SBS machine alive. And mm -hmm. in my opinion, those people have not moved on. They are, they are not serving their clients appropriately with 10-year-old operating systems and, uh, and technology that just literally shouldn't exist anymore. Yeah, I read a uh, post in a Facebook tech group this morning um, where the person was looking for some guidance on moving his very first client into Office 365, but only the email part. <laughs> you know, um, and so, you know, that's, that's almost, what are we at now, 15, 20 years that Microsoft's offered that stuff in the cloud now? Um, and you know, just moving your very first one, that's how far behind you are. Well, and, and I get early on, I didn't move people to the early B pause type stuff because basically I, it looked like, hmm, I'm not going to actually make money doing this. When it became something I can make money on, then I moved people. But today to, to say, well, I'm going to only move email, but I'm not going to take advantage of everything else they're paying for, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I, uh, I was an early adopter of B pause for myself. And that's one of the major tenets of how we do business here is that I always take our company as the first one to go. So when something is new, we start using it. And, you know, sometimes we keep using that thing and sometimes we toss it aside, but um, we're always the first one to try it out. So we live on the, I would say, you know, we live on the bleeding edge so you don't have to. <laughs> and sometimes it can be very painful. So uh, it, it is funny because I was, I just was going through a bunch of stuff in my file cabinet and throwing things out. And I swear to you, I came across this white paper from probably 1993 or maybe even 92 on how to install TCP IP into Windows 3.1 because you had to first install a 32-bit <laughs> emulator and then install TCP IP. And I remember at the time thinking, Man, if telephones were this difficult, nobody would be using them. Like, they got to make the internet a lot easier to use. Um, but, but you go through 
those hassles so that your clients don't have to. Right. So, yeah. so let's talk about training. So what's kind of the big picture? What do you do with your employees? Do you do internal training? Do you send them to classes? Do you do online training? Uh, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> so um, I spend a lot of money and time on training uh, because I want to have the best technical people in the in the market. I, I want to know that they're competent always and that they know all the latest technologies and are comfortable with it and are ready to implement it for our clients. So um, as part of our regular thing here at Harbor, every other Tuesday evening we hold training from about four to seven. So three hours every other week is training. In person? In person, yep, here at, uh, at my office and I, I buy dinner and we have dinner brought in and we sit around and eat dinner and we do online training together. Uh, and it, it's a really, it does two things. Um, number one is it brings us all together into one space, which we usually never are because all of my people work from home. And so coming together, they get that water cooler socializing thing going on, right? It's kind of an informal deal. Uh, and we're eating dinner together. And, you know, there's lots of joking and laughing and off-topic stuff, but we're also watching a training um, podcast or webinar or something from Microsoft or Pluralsight or, you know, I have a whole bunch of different subscriptions that we can, that we can uh, tap into. And we'll, so if we're going to watch an hour-long training session, it will take us three hours to get through it. <laughs> so if you were by yourself, you would just watch it straight through, right? But or put it on a 50% extra speed and go through it in 45 minutes or something. Yeah, right. But when you're with a group, what happens is the person on the, on the, the webinar or the training says something, and then somebody says, stop, and we pause it, and then... They're like, but how would that work at X client? I already have this in place. I would have to, does that mean I would have to change that, 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 right? So they're all thinking about how they're going to implement that thing for their for the clients that they're responsible for. Um, and, you know, there'll be a lot of back and forth, back and forth. Oh, did he, did he really just say that, you know, uh, it, you know, or, you know, that can't be right. You know, and so we're constantly stopping the video and chatting about what's going on and, I don't mind that at all. That's a really deep learning experience. They're going to remember all of those conversations and discussions about the thing that, that we were learning that night. Right. It's also interesting when you go through it together to think about how other people think because one person will just gloss over it and the next person will like key in on something and say, oh, wait a minute, that's not the way that works or that's not the way it would work at this client. And people will say, what? What do you mean? And then, you know, they have a discussion about it. And um, a lot of ways, especially younger technicians learn, is they have to learn how to think uh, slightly differently than what they're uh, used to. And I think training always brings that out. So, so what are the online programs that you use? Um, we make use of all the stuff that Microsoft puts out. So we'll use their virtual labs. Um, we will watch their, you know, their webinars that they, they put out. Uh, we also um, will use Pluralsight, um, which is available through Microsoft's made that part of LinkedIn now. Um, so those classes are available on LinkedIn. And 
very rarely will we watch some other vendor materials. Mostly we kind of focus on the, the core, which I consider Microsoft to be, because they'll, they'll dive into core networking things as well as the application stuff. Um, and as our, really our main product, I would say we're more, more a Microsoft shop now than we have ever been because really? of 365 and Azure that fewer and fewer of the external vendor things are, are relevant to what we're doing. So we just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper into that 365 suite. You know, there's like 30 applications that come in there. So um, a lot of things that used to be subscriptions from other vendors are now just part of that suite. Right. And so how much do you spend on, on level setting everybody's knowledge versus having specific technicians become experts in one thing or another? Um, I like my technicians to be pretty level. So we don't, I don't have any tiers of people, tier one, tier two, that kind of stuff. Everybody is really at the, a similar level. Um, they're not all exactly the same, but they're at a similar level. Um, we have some people that are better on the application side, some that are better on the networking side, but um, it's more a function of their personalities and their background before they got here than anything that I've done. Uh, and so we all watch the same, the same training materials and that kind of helps level out those different types of experiences that they've had before too. Right. So even, so your uh, method of uh, managing clients is that each technician is assigned specific clients. Um, yes. So does this training help you bring consistency across the clients? Uh, yeah, it does. So whenever, um, whenever we're watching these trainings, it is with an eye toward what is our standard going to be for this particular technology. And so we have a notebook of our standard operating procedures, um, which includes the way that we set up various various things. And you know, we know that each client will have some slight variation of that, but um, there is a there is a base standard for each for each technology that we learn, and that should be uniform across across the client base. So there's a a harbor way, just as you know, like the HP way. There's a harbor way. There is a there is a harbor way, um, and that's part of what this training does is to make sure that all of the techs are doing things the harbor way, right? So even if they've done something some other way before during our training, they might mention that, and we may or may not adopt it. But um, you know what comes out of these is this is the way that we're going to implement this at Harvard. Right. So we're in an era where there's more emerging technology than there's ever been <laughs> ever in mm -hmm. history. And it's moving faster than ever. So how do you decide like, what's the next thing that we all need to know? Uh, well, that's part of my job. So, um, I always say I live in the future and I'm just waiting for the rest of you to catch up, right? So I, I live in the future. I'm the one who's always poking at the new technologies, figuring out where things are going. Having been around Microsoft for a very long time, you sort of learn what their patterns of behavior are and you can see which technologies are going to be the winning technologies, which ones are going to be maybe part of some other technology later and you just sort of get to know the 
the ecosystem. And once you understand kind of how it works, then you can, the patterns begin to emerge. And when the pattern emerges, we dive into that thing and say, okay, we need to get up to speed on, on this new technology. Right. So Microsoft's an interesting example because they're always trying new things. Um, and like any good technology company, sometimes those things work and sometimes they don't. So how do you know when to start committing? You know, like uh, I took I took a couple of different leaps at telephony with Microsoft and got bit in the butt. So, <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, so maybe Link is not my future. At what point do you say, well, Link actually is the future and, and now we're gonna jump in? Well, so I, I, I was, was bit by that once as well with response point phone systems. So I thought that was a pretty nifty thing and then they just sort of dropped it one day. Um, but Link, Link is an ongoing thing still today. And Link is now uh, been assimilated into Microsoft Teams. And so Link still lives, it just now lives within Teams. Right, I'm just saying, how do you know, at what point, so today I can say, uh, committing to Link is good, right? It's, it's a rational decision, right. I'm not gonna regret it. Um, I don't know, at what point that became true. So how do you how do you know Microsoft has committed to it enough? Well, let's 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 think about Microsoft Teams, right? Because it's a, a newer technology and uh, that decision is had to be made recently. Um, and so I'll say about uh, Teams is only about two and a half years old. And about two years ago. I decided we're going all in on Teams. And the reason I decided that is watching closely what Microsoft is doing, I saw Teams appear and I heard people talking about Teams and it was like, oh, it's Microsoft's Slack challenger. You know, and sometimes that's a win and sometimes that's a fail, right? They just, Microsoft feels that they have to have a competitor in every market. So, right. so they'll, make, they'll make something, but with Teams, what I saw is the people that I follow from Microsoft on LinkedIn and on these training programs and, and things, all of a sudden, they all started moving onto the Teams team, right? Meaning they left the division that they were in and moved over to Teams. And that has happened in mass. And the last time, I witnessed a mass migration of people within Microsoft was when they started up Azure. And so that's a really good indicator that uh, Teams, Teams is gonna be a big thing and Microsoft is putting all of their resources and their internal staff are like switching departments over there because oh. it's where they wanna be for their career. Did you witness this because you're a Microsoft MVP or is there a way for the rest of us to witness this? <laughs> no, I, I don't witness it because I'm a Microsoft MVP. I witness it because I have cultivated um, connections into Microsoft, but not in a way that, you know, is personal, but, um, you know, by, by watching these training programs, some, we will find certain uh, people that we enjoy the, the training that they put out. And so we will kind of look up what else, you know, what else, did, what else did they, what else did they produced? 
and you'll see their shift from wherever they were over to teams. And, you know, we saw that in several places. And so then that made me kind of see what was going on in LinkedIn. I saw the same thing, right? People I'm connected who work at Microsoft that I'm connected with in LinkedIn that I don't know personally, but I have that LinkedIn connection with, they're also moving into teams. So I've got, you know, several different data points of saying everybody's moving over into teams that I'm aware of. And um, I keep getting announcements from Microsoft saying, oh, um, they invented this thing in India that they called Kazala, which is a WhatsApp challenger. And there's, they sucked that into Teams and they sucked Link into Teams and they're sucking SharePoint into Teams and they're, you know, moved their meeting software into Teams. And so all this stuff started happening and it was like, and it was happening really, really quickly. And so I just said, we're, we're going all in on Teams because I have enough evidence now to show that Microsoft is all in on Teams. Right. So how long does it take between uh, going all in on a technology to training your technicians and then deploying to your clients? Um, it takes probably a good six months. It's not a fast process. Right? It, we're looking we're looking to create depth and standards. So um, first, I had to convince my own staff to start using Teams, um, and they couldn't see the vision at first. They were like, well, we already have texting. Why do we need chat? We already have Skype. Why do we need a different chat? You know, we already have Skype. Why do we need a different system? I don't understand why my files are in here now, whereas we used to keep them into SharePoint, you know, but things have moved and I don't know where they are. And then they started, you know, I just kind of forced it. And I said, I'm turning off Skype tomorrow. <laughs> Stop using it. We're moving to Teams. Teams is going to eliminate all of our internal email. Do not email anybody. I want you to Teams them. And they're grumble, grumble, grumble. And today, you couldn't pry Teams away from them. Teams actually has eliminated all internal email. All of our meetings run through there. Our phone system runs through there. All of 100% of our internal communications and file organization is all in Teams now. And they are super, super happy and can't imagine how they ever got along without it. And that, that's kind of the trajectory of new technology in general, right? I didn't know I needed this thing until I started using it. And now I can't imagine that I used to do things some other right. way. The old way. So um, it's interesting because I, I imagine a lot of people listening to this are thinking, wow, that just seems like it's so far beyond what we can do today or what our clients can do or need, right? I can't tell you how many times people have told me, well, my clients aren't asking for it. It's like, okay, but your clients didn't ask for the internet either. Right? So. Your clients will never ask you for new technology. That's not the client's job. The job is for you to bring your clients new technology because you're the expert in technology. They're the expert in whatever it is they do. And they've hired you to be the expert in technology. So you always, it's always your responsibility to bring the client the new, te the new technology and to give them the confidence that you know what you're talking about with this new technology. When you say, here's what it is, 
here's why it's great. Here's what, why it's going to be an advantage to your business to adopt this new technology. Right. So uh, thinking not about you specifically, because you're um, basically the person whose job is to work on the business, but thinking about the team as a whole, how much time do they spend in training? Is it just the three hours a week or, you know, cause it seems like taking on teams, integrating it into every pore of your business sounds like a big, big project. Um, it is a big project, but it doesn't happen, you know, it doesn't happen all at once. So it doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like a big project. Um, so my staff spends um, four hours on a Tuesday morning um, talking about clients and standards. And then on the opposite Tuesday, we spend three hours in training. And then I also, I also have a special channel that is just for me to post things that I think they should read. <laughs> and um, they, there's, there's no way they read all of it because it's a, just a constant stream of, of, you know, Amy finds this interesting. Um, but they, they, but they, read, they do read some of it and some I will insist, once in a while I'll insist that they read something. You know, like, make sure you show up on Tuesday morning having read this because I want to talk about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but then, so, so that is like, you know, three, four hours one week and three hours the next week. And if you, you know, add up um, seven people, because we have eight people, but one is our non-technical person. Um, you know, that, that adds up to, to a real time commitment and real money over a month. Right. But I also will send them to conferences. Uh, so I've got two guys going out to Colorado, uh, to wingman 2020, which is a PAX eight event. Um, it's a PAX eight event that is not about PAX eight. It is about training your staff for, the Microsoft 365 certification and the Azure Fundamentals certification. So they are going out there to get certified. Oh, very cool. So do you put emphasis on the Microsoft certifications for your employees? Uh, I have, I have, I am recently, I have not, there was a big gap in time, right? So I have an MCSE from way back in T4, right? And a couple of my guys have MCSEs from like 2000, 2003 era. From there to here, um, honestly, technology was in a slow period, if we look at it. I mean, we had new versions of servers, but it was like the new version of the same old thing. Uh, and then the cloud finally really took hold. And now we have actual new stuff that you have to learn. And so I'm putting a fresh emphasis on certification because I think that they're valuable again. Well, so I got my MCSE way back when as well, but um, we did the refresh for everybody on small business uh, specialist. Um, and for a long time, my, my requirement was uh, you have to have one Microsoft exam under your belt to get hired and you have to pass the 70-282 within three months to keep your job. <laughs> and then, 282 was the small business specialist exam, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, I had I had a couple of those in that era as well. That was not so much a technical exam as kind of a interesting generalist exam. And it was kind of a customer service exam. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked that exam, but I mean, really the reason that we got that was more about um, the benefits that we could get through the partner program than, than actual technical training. Yeah, I mean, for me, I use it as marketing, that basically I could, yeah. I could say every one of my technicians is Microsoft certified. So, right. uh, and you know, we spent 10 years as a certified partner. So, um, you know, that, that was the way it used to be. Um, but then... Uh, it's sort of, I don't know, after my first company got sold, uh, Mike didn't push it as much. And then we, he dropped the logos. <laughs> so it's like, all right, we're, we're just technologists. Okay. That's fine too. Uh, but you know, so you got to figure out where it all fits, but you know, what you decide to emphasize, uh, really does affect training, right? If you decide, Hey, we're going to do all technology. Well, then you got to go get trained on Google and all kinds of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, I'll take advantage of the lower cost conferences that are out there for my people too. So, you know, the Ignite the Tour comes around. It's a it's free. It's like a subset of Ignite, but Ignite's going to cost you five thousand bucks, whereas Ignite the Tour is free and it comes with a a, a certification um, voucher. Ah. So, um, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, so we have a couple of those sitting in our pocket waiting to do something with. Um, the other ones that uh, the SharePoint Saturday events that are out there, they're also free and they come around once or twice a year in, in different uh, communities. And don't let the word SharePoint scare you away. It's actually all about Microsoft 365. Um, there'll be content all over the place and some developer content and some generalist content. And so we usually have one or two people that, that go out to those events on a Saturday as well. Uh, and, you know, and it's kind of, it's fun for your techs to actually go out and do that stuff. You know, they, right. they, they're, they're technical people there. I, they're technologists. They like to learn. So, um, you know, it makes them feel good that you want them to go out and learn new things. It's also good to know that you're in an industry and there's other people who are going through similar stuff and, you know, that, you know, not just owners, but, but employees as well, share challenges and share client stories and share technology stuff. So. Yep. I tried myself not to go anywhere and not bring somebody with me. So you know, when I when I go to a conference and my intent is to attend sessions, I try to bring somebody with me on those. It's a it's a conference that I've been to before, and I know what the content is like. Like when we go to um, the CompTIA Channel Con, I always bring you know a, another member of the the tech staff with me to to, you know, to experience that again. I think it's important that they get out and I round robin those around. So it's not always the same person going. Right. Very cool. Well, sadly, we are out of time. But that flew by. Welcome <laughs> to the SMB Community Podcast. It's great to have you. And uh, with luck, uh, you'll be uh, doing some uh, hosting while I'm off traveling the world for the next couple of weeks. There you go. 
Yeah, I, um, I've got a couple of podcast ideas already, and I'm making some notes for future ones. Uh, and I wanted to mention, too, we're talking about training. You know, I wrote those two papers earlier, sort of step-by-step to help you build your business. I'm going to do something on training employees as well, so that uh, if it's not something you've implemented with your employees before, you can sort of, you know, have a, a path to follow to, to get you going on, on doing that. Very cool. And we will have those up at smbbooks.com. And I'll put links in the show notes at uh, smbcommunitypodcast.com. Awesome. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.